Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim In the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful The Islamic Propagation Office at Rabwa is pleased to present to you this lecture Entitled Virtues of the Last Ten Days of Ramadan By Salam Morgan وَنَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنْ شُرُورِ أَنفُسِنَا وَمِنْ سَيِّئَاتِ أَعْمَالِنَا مَنْ يَهْدِ اللَّهُ فَلَا مُضِلَّ لَهُ وَمَنْ يُضْلِلْ فَلَا هَادِيَ لَهُ وَأَشْهَدُ أَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ وَحْدَهُ لَا شَرِيكَ لَهُ وَأَشْهَدُ أَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا عَبْدُهُ وَرَسُولُهُ أَوْصَلَهُ بِالْهُدَى وَدِينِ الْحَقِّ لِيُظْهِرَهُ عَلَى الدِّينِ كُلِّهِ وَلَوْ كَرِهَ الْكَافِرُونَ اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على عبدك ونبينا محمد وعلى آل محمد وكل من والاه واتبع هداه واستنى بسنته إلى يوم الدين أما بعد All praise is surely due to Allah We send our gratitude to Allah and we seek his aid and we seek his forgiveness for our misdeeds. We seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the evil that is within us and from the wrongdoing amongst our actions. Whomsoever Allah guides, none can lead astray. And whomsoever Allah leaves to go astray, none can guide. I bear witness that there is no deity but Allah and that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his slave and messenger whom he sent with the final message to mankind with the truth, with a way that is straight which has nothing to succeed it nor needs anything to succeed it that this way may predominate over all other ways by the will of Allah though the disbelievers may hate them O oh Allah, send your peace and your blessings upon Muhammad and all of his companions and his family and everyone who takes his way as their way and gives his allegiance to him until the judgment day. Amin. Again, all praise is surely due to Allah who has endowed his servants with blessed times and seasons and opportunities. And he has guided whomever, whomever he wills to make use of them and diverted away from them whomever he so decides of those who were given to loss and regret. I testify that there is no deity but Allah alone and with no partners. He is the Lord of the heavens and the earth, the bountiful, the generous, the open-handed and that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his slave and messenger the best of all mankind the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said about the month in which we find ourselves وَهُوَ شَهْرٌ أَوَّلُهُ رَحْمَةٌ it is a month whose first part is mercy وَأَوْسَطُهُ and its middle part is forgiveness. وَآخِرَهُ وَآخِرُهُ إِذْقٌ مِنَ النَّارِ 
And the last part is liberation from the fire. Dear people, fear Allah and make use of the times of blessing by doing righteous deeds and be careful not to miss any chance of doing them lest you should regret it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in hadith Qudsi on the words on the tongue of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Ya ibadi innakum tukhti'una bil-layli wal-nahar My slaves you commit wrongs by the day and by the night wa ana aghfiru al-dhunuba jami'an and I am the one who forgives all sins فَاسْتَغْفِرُونِي أَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ Then seek my forgiveness that I may forgive. If one cannot draw spiritual benefit from this month, then in what other month can he find benefit? If one does not turn in repentance to his Lord, the repentance which changes and cleanses and renews, then at what other time will he do so? If one slackens from doing good deeds now, then when will he do them? You should hasten to seize the opportunity in this month before it is too late. You should preserve your souls from the ways of misery and destruction. The Prophet ﷺ quoted Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in another hadith Qudsi in which Allah said, Ya ibn Adam, innaka ma da'awtani wa ma rajawtani rafartu laka ala ma kana minka wa la ubali. My slaves, as long as you call out to me and put your hopes in me, I forgive you in spite of what you may have done and I don't give it the least thought. Ya ibn Adam, لو بلغ لو بلغت ذنوبك عنان السماء ثم استغفرتني غفرت لك. My slave, if your bad deeds were so much that they reached up to the heavens, then you ask for my forgiveness. I will forgive you. يا ابن آدم لو أتيتني بقراب الأرض خطايا Dear son of Adam, if you come to me with the whole earth equivalent full of sins, ثُمَّ لَقَيْتَنِي لَا تُشْرِكُ بِيَ شَيْئًا But then you met me and you do not associate any partner with me, لَأَتَيْتُكَ بِقَرَابِهَا مَغْفِرَةً I will come to you with an equivalent amount of forgiveness. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in His mercy multiplies our deeds at all times, let alone in this time. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Al-An'am, بعد عوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم من جاء بالحسنة فله عشر أمثالها Whoever brings a single good deed for him is ten times that in reward. The blessed month is starting to go its precious days and nights are approaching their end. So try to utilize the remaining period by doing good deeds, repenting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, make muhasabat al-nafs, 
put yourself under the microscope of yourself and examine what is short, what is lacking, what is misdirected. Make this month a month of change and repentance. Something is good that ends well. So you have to make your deeds at the end of this month as good as you can. But as we said in the beginning, it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who grants some to take advantage of these blessed seasons of Ramadan, of the last ten days, of Laylatul Qadr. And it is Allah who denies it to others. So it is not your intention which will get you there. It is your intention and the tawfiq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which will allow you to make the last ten insha'Allah better than the middle ten and the first. Two-thirds of the month of Ramadan are over. And one-third, which is today, and one-third, which is the best of all these parts, still remain. Exert your efforts during these days by spending in charity if you can, doing every righteous deed you can find, every small and large righteous deed. And every Muslim knows many of them. Think of every hadith which says, for this there is such and such a reward. The Muslim, the believer, does this and does that. And seek every single one of those. Do not, as the Prophet ﷺ said, and I misquoted slightly, slightly last week, لا تحقرن من الخير شيئا Do not look down on any amount of good, even something small, and offering optional night prayer. Submit yourselves to Allah. Hope for His good reward and seek protection from His punishment. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِ عَنِّي فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ And when my slave asks you about me, I am so close. أُجِيبُ دَعْوَةَ الدَّاعِ إِذَا دَعَانِ I answer the call of the caller when he calls to me. فَلْيَسْتَجِيبُ لِي وَلْيُؤْمِنُوا بِي So let them respond to me and believe in me. لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْشُدُونَ That perchance, that perhaps they could be guided. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends each night to the lowest of seven heavens. When the final third of the night remains, He offers His slaves out of His generosity saying, According to yet another hadith Qudsi. من يدعوني فأستجيب له Who is calling to me that I may respond? من يسألني فأعطيه And who is asking me for something that I may give him? ومن يستغفرني فأغفر له And who is asking my forgiveness so that I may forgive him? This is every single night in the last third of the night. In the last ten days of Ramadan, there is Laylat al-Qadr, the night of decree, in which every precise matter of wisdom is made distinct, and all events of the coming year are decreed. It is on this night that the angels descend from the heavens, and blessings become abundant. It is found in the odd nights, of the last ten days of Ramadan. Today, 
is the 20th day of Ramadan without any doubt therein. Do not let those who have changed Ramadan from ibadah, worship, to siyasa, politics. Some will ask, how can you stand there and say, you know what day it is in Ramadan? As Allah is my witness, I know what day it is in Ramadan. Ramadan is not politics. No matter how many so-called committees and presidents and emirs and imams say, no, it will be tomorrow, no, it will be the next day. Ramadan is fiqh. It is knowledge of the deen. And the Prophet ﷺ addressed the ummah as a whole and said, Sumu li ru'yati, wafturu li ru'yati. He said, fast upon its sighting and break fast upon its sighting. This, these words have only one addressee and that is the Ummah as a whole. Not the American Muslims or the Lebanese Muslims or the Jordanian Muslims. It is addressed to the Muslims and we are one Ummah. And it has only two possible meanings. One possible meaning, the most literal, literal one would be you can't fast until you see the moon. That's possible. Those words could mean that. could mean every single individual has to see the moon and then fast. But the other possible meaning is the existence of the sighting of the moon. And then the question arises, what constitutes verification of that existence? And this is amply found in the sunnah. The sunnah has shown us that ru'yatihi means a Muslim that we don't know to be a liar, bore witness that he saw the moon, period. That is what's in the sunnah. Some people bring specious, crazy arguments. How could they have seen it when all of us, a hundred people, we didn't see it? And this is in the sunnah. They're asking a question which has already been answered. The day that all of the Muslims went out to the hills and the plains to look for the moon, all of them knowing how to look for the moon. They're people of the desert. They know where it is. They know how to look for it. Not a single one of them saw it. Except one. Ibn Abbas. And the Prophet ﷺ commanded the Muslims to fast. So why are some Muslims talking about something in which there's dalil? There is no room for talk when there is dalil. This dalil is clear. That no number of people not seeing it means anything whatsoever. And that the testimony of one person seeing it is the reality of Ramadan. Allah SWT legislated that Ramadan begins when a Muslim bears witness that he saw the moon. This Ramadan began on Sunday. A group of imams of Masajid and scholars in the south of Egypt, among many others, they are not the only ones to see it. Not just any average person, but people assigned to this task and people of knowledge went out in the region of Asiyut, in the south of Egypt, the upper Nile regions, and they saw the moon, and they testified. And anyone who says it was not Ramadan is mistaken and has been led astray by divisive politics, by nationalism, by racism, by saying, we're not accepting that, which means you're calling them liars. Which means you're saying these six people in the south of Egypt lie that they fabricated in the holiest month of the year, they fabricated a testimony for some unknown reason. And this is buhtanun azim. 
This is a horrible forgery for us to engage in that. Therefore, tonight is the first possibility for Laylatul Qadr. Because the night precedes the day. And today is the 20th of Ramadan. Tomorrow is the 21st. So tonight is what we call the night of the 21st. So tonight, Friday night as we say it here, in Arabic it's called the night of Saturday. But we call it Friday night. So the one between the tw- Look for it in the odd night, min al-ashr, of the last ten. And one time, some of the companions, several of the companions saw a dream that it was in the last seven days of Ramadan. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, أَرَى رُؤْيَاكُمْ قَدْ تَوَاتَأَتْ فَمَنْ كَانَ مُتَحَرِّيهَا فَلْيَتَحَرِّيهَا فِي السَّبْعَ الْبَاقِي I see that your dreams have coincided with each other. So whoever is looking for it, let him look for it in the last seven. What we know about looking for this al Qadr is the first two. Because these are general hadith stated in a general way. It is in the odd nights of the last ten. Look for it in the last ten. These are odd, these are general hadith, definitely for all times. But the other, as for the other hadith to say the last seven and some other things, it is quite possible that those are specific to that particular time. When the Prophet ﷺ said, so look for in the last seven, he meant that year, the year in which the companions had those dreams. Because we have no knowledge that Layatul Qadr is the same night from year to year. We only know for sure it is in the last ten and it is in the odd nights. Whoever prays the nights of Ramadan, believing in it and hoping for its reward from Allah, Allah will forgive all previous sins. Whoever misses this night and deprives himself of its good, he is to blame. And I've already covered several ways one could miss it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not specify its order among the ten nights so that people may exert their utmost efforts during all ten days in worship or during the odd of the ten days, performing the optional night prayer, reciting the Qur'an, and doing righteous deeds. This is also a means of distinction between those who are active in devotion and those who are not. If Laylat al-Qadr were identified, many people would have limited themselves to devotion on that night only, neglecting other nights. There would also be no criteria for evaluation between the hard-working believer and the lazy one. Strive to be among the people of the Hajjah. Ramadan is a practice. A practice run for this. Studying with Taraweeh, where the night prayer is moved to the early part of the night and done in congregation, both of which are motivators for those not accustomed to the night prayer. Because there's something easier about going to the masjid and 200 people are there, you stand in the line with them, and you do it early in the night, you don't have to get yourself up out of your sleep in the last third of the night. Both of these are motivators. So, taraweeh is a training for the real objective, which is to hajjit. Both of these things are not the sunnah of the night prayer, generally speaking. The sunnah of the hajjit is to be done alone in the last part of the night. And this is consistent with all of the worships in Islam. Whatever is farb, whatever is wajib, is better done publicly 
and openly. And whatever is tuqawwa, nothing, whatever is voluntary and added on to that is better done secretly and in private. And this applies to every ibadah. So the salah, there are only five which are fard. Those must be done in the masjid. There are many others which are the sunnah ratiba as we call them, the two rakas before fajr, the two rakas after maghrib, etc., etc. These are preferred in the house over the masjid. It is better to make these sunnah salah in the house than the masjid. Likewise, charity. Zakah is fard. The sunnah of it is organized, it's done publicly, it's a public institution. But sadaqah, which is beyond the zakah, what did the Prophet sallallahu say? He said the best way is that your right hand gives in such a way that you, even your left hand doesn't know. So this is consistent with all of the ibadah. So the preferable method of tahajjud is secret. Not coming to the masjid and calling others, come let's make tahajjud. But inshallah, I'm not saying that's haram, that's a way of motivating us if we're not making it. But the best way to make tahajjud is so nobody knows but you. In your house, alone. But taraweeh has been made sunnah as a training ground, as an upramp for those of us not making tahajjud. So take this baby step which is taraweeh, which is so much easier. Because you go there and you're with all your brothers and sisters, there's lots of people there, very early in the night, you can still go to bed and get plenty of sleep afterwards. This is the, this is the baby step. Make, use it as a step, not an end destination. It is our stepping stone to get to the sunnah of tahajjud. And not just in Ramadan. Tahajjud is the prayer of the elite, of the people of paradise, of ibad rahman of the slaves of the merciful. It is that which distinguishes those who work and strive toward Allah from those in forgetfulness and distraction. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used it to distinguish the people of Jannah when He said about them in Surah Al-Zariyat, كَانُوا قَلِيلًا مِنَ اللَّيْلِ مَا يَهْجَعُونَ They only lay down a little bit in the night. And in His statement, فَتَجَافَ جُنُوبُهُمْ عَنِ الْمَضَاجِعِ their sides are naturally repelled from the place of rest. يَدْعُونَ رَبَّهُمْ خَوْفًا وَطَمَعًا They call out to their Lord in fear and in hope. وَمِمَّا رَزَقُنَاهُمْ يُنْفِقُونَ And of what we have given them, they spent. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala distinguished with it عِبَادُ الرَّحْمَانِ The slaves of the merciful. وَعِبَادُ الرَّحْمَانِ الَّذِينَ يَمْشُونَ عَلَى الْأَرْضِ هَوْنًا And the slaves of the merciful who walk meekly and without arrogance in the land. وَإِذَا خَاطَبُهُمُ الْجَاهِلُونَ قَالُوا سَلَامًا And when the ignorant address them, they respond with a word of peace. وَالَّذِينَ يَبِيتُونَ لِرَبِّهِمْ سُجَّدًا وَقِيَامًا And those who spend the night in prostration and bowing for their Lord. And some of the Salaf said, لَوْلَا اللَّيْلُ مَا أَحْبَبْتُ الْعَيْشُ أَبَدًا If it weren't for the night time, I would not like this life at all. And another one of them said, لَمْ يَبْقَ مِنْ لَذَّةِ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا قِيَامِ اللَّيْلِ وَصَلَاةِ الْجَمَاعَةِ وَصُحْبَةِ الصَّالِحِينَ He said, 
There is no sweetness in the life of this world except for making tahajjud, making prayer in jama'ah, and the companionship of righteous people. So seek the reward of Laylatul Qadr starting tonight by doing good deeds, staying away from all bad, consistently and sincerely. Ask Allah for a share of His reward and to protect you from coming out of Ramadan empty-handed and unchanged. أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله العظيم لي ولكم فاستغفروا إنه هو التواب الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله Ramadan is called the month of the Quran In one Ramadan long ago Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took His words, the Qur'an, His last message to mankind, and moved it to a place called Al-Lawh Al-Mahfuz, where it was accessible to Jibreel. And Jibreel was instructed one by one over many hundreds of times, over 23 years, now take this piece, now take this part over here and deliver it to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and those on the earth. And so this happened in Ramadan when the Qur'an was made accessible to Jibreel who then spent 23 years making it accessible to us by means of Jibreel. So do as much as you can in this month reciting, listening and learning Allah's book. Form your intention in this month to not let a single day go by for the rest of the year and for the rest of your life, inshallah, without gaining something of knowledge of Allah's book. And remember the two killers of knowledge that the, that the scholars have told us about, pride and bashfulness. Do not allow pride or bashfulness to stop you from going wherever you must go, from doing whatever you must do, and reading whatever you must read. Get every bit of knowledge that you can acquire. Sit in circles wherever you can find them. And learn the Quran as the companions learned it. Maybe this needs another, a little translation for us to understand. Because the Sahaba used to say, when we got ten verses, we didn't go beyond them until we learned its recitation, its meaning, and its application. What did we just say? Its recitation is Tajweed. So if you want to follow the way of the Sahaba, go to somewhere where you can learn Tajweed. Where you can learn the correct pronunciation. SubhanAllah, this book is read for 1420 some years. And nobody has an accent. How can that be? Those who learn Tajweed, they don't have an accent. If they recite Quran, and you don't see their face, you cannot tell. They are from Africa, they are from India, they are from Arabia, they are from America, they are from Canada. You can't tell. There is nothing like this on the face of the earth. Nothing. This is another one of its signs. So it's recitation. That's the circles of Tajweed. Learn the rulings. Practice with one who can read it. Learn to read the way it must be read. It's meaning. What is its meaning? These are the circles of 
Tafsir. Get to them. Get to them. It's not enough to read a translated version in English. You must go. The tafsir is done mainly by riwayah and secondarily by diraya. Riwayah means that we rely on the narration from the Prophet and from the companions and the earliest generations to make clear what may not be clear just from the Arabic language itself. And so when the companion said we learned its recitation, you can still do that. That's learning Tajweed. And when they said they learned its meaning, you can still do that. That means learning Tafsir. And finally when they said Al-Tatbiq, when they said Al-Amal, when we learned its application, what is that? That is Fiqh. That is studying the Sharia. This is how you learn Quran. It's not just a recitation. It's not just some stories you can read in any language. It is those three things according to the program of the best generation. It's recitilawatu, how the, and that's tajweed, ma'nahu, and that's tafsir, and, and al-amal, and that's fiqh. This is the only way to perfect your adab and have respect to Allah and His book. If you hear or recite a Quranic verse that mentions Allah's mercy, ask Allah to provide for you from His bounties and His mercy. When you hear or recite a Quranic verse that contains a warning, ask Allah's protection from His punishment. Utter glorifications of Allah many times in your ruku' and make supplications in your sajda, your prostration, as a Muslim is nearest to Allah when he is in prostration. A person may supplicate Allah for himself, for his parents, his children, his relatives, his friends, and all those who are dear to him from among the Muslims. Prolong the qiyam after rising from ruku' and after rising from sitting and make them equal to all other parts. This is something from the sunnah many people don't know. That the standing between ruku' and prostration should be the length of every other position in the salah. Some people make it too short. The standing after the rising from ruku' is one of the stances of praising Allah. So utter many greetings, praises, and extolments in it. The sitting position that is between the two sajdas, another one some people shorten too much, is a stance of supplicating Allah for forgiveness. So ask Allah's forgiveness at that time. You may start your qiyam, the optional night prayer, with two short rakat, or even one single rakat of witr. Because shaitan ties three knots at the back of your head when you sleep. And he seals each of them saying, You have a long night, so relax and sleep. If you wake up and remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, one knot is untied by saying shahada. If you make wudu, then another knot is untied. In conclusion, we ask Allah that He brings you benefit through this lecture. For more information, you may contact us through the following address. The Islamic Propagation Office, Rabwa, P.O. Box 29465, Riyal 11457, Saudi Arabia. Phone 445-4900. Also 4916065. Fax 497-0125.
0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-